Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whatever is going on in your life, BetterHelp could be a great option for you. BetterHelp is convenient, flexible, affordable therapy that's custom built for you. And best of all, it's 100% online so you don't have to leave the comfort of your home. And finding the right person is just as easy. Just fill out a short questionnaire and it'll match you with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. Look, we all have stuff we're carrying around. And finding someone that you can just talk to, a professional to just talk through it, it really, truly helps. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, today for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash dogs. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast. With your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome to another episode of the Dogs Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Just Josh. Just. Wow, I can't even say it. It's just, just Justin. Yeah, it's just Josh, Josh and you. Justin here. Yep, I got you, brother. Go ahead. We are working with a skeleton crew because Blake's doing daddy stuff and John is who the hell knows. We never. We, we really. Don't, we don't ever really know. No, like, I, he's in the world somewhere. Yeah, right? he's kind of like a squatter sometimes. I feel like he just kind of comes and goes, and like, not sure if he's supposed to be there or not. But we don't even know when he's coming to the podcast. We just show up and he's here. We're like, oh, I've known that guy for years, and that that is exactly <laughs> that's what you that's what you're getting all day. Oh, great all, guy, but yeah, great my guy. Goodness. Just, yeah, whoa, boy, but. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to send us an intro for the show, we haven't gotten any recently, so send them in. We'll use them. Uh, if you want to send us a voicemail to play, head to thedogspodcast.com. Just click leave voicemail in the menu. Today, we're going to hit on some of the big news of the week, which was really just another AOK firing by the Browns. Uh, clear up some room for maybe a more competent coach to hopefully fill a, a position of need. Um, the big part of the show today, we're going to be talking to Barry Shuck, staff writer for Dogs by Nature. He was at the Senior Boys, going to give us all his feedback. Uh, players that could be targets for the Browns uh, at each pick in the draft. Mm -hmm. But before we dive into all that, I want to remind you to follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you like the video and subscribe to the channel. Click the notification bell so you don't miss any new content this offseason. We've got some big plans in the works. We've got new guests coming on. Uh, Brian Bosarge from Draft Network is going to be here. Uh, We're going to hopefully have some players, maybe some former Browns players. Some of the names that kind of got thrown out there um, just as like – a Cleveland Browns man yeah. since a youngin. I've got another name for it. I'll tell you after the show. Okay, you guys might get to hear it later. Oh, uh, is. but he's not a Brown, not a Browns player, but he is former Ohio State player. So yes, okay. Uh, we, we're going to be talking free agency, draft discussions, all kinds of big stuff over the mm-hmm. next couple months here on the show. So don't go anywhere. I mean, there's tons of content to get into this this off season. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, please subscribe there as well. Those always help the show, and five star reviews are also a big way to help us on Apple yes. Podcasts. So, if you've got a minute, just give us a five star review. All you got to do is say "cool show." Yeah, doesn't have to be anything. You got a great beard, Justin. Yeah, those are always nice ones yeah. too, right? 
I don't know if that's you got a less great beard, Josh. I don't know if you've got if you're getting those kind of comments, Josh. But no, I'm guessing no, probably no. not. That's tough. We got to work on this a little more. Go ahead, dog. Take it. Damn, I didn't know this was going to be a beard attack. <laughs> no, that's a great beard, man. It's great not beard. next to second, yours. Not second, next to second yours. Second best beard on the show, man. You're okay, doing well, great. That's not hard to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Last note before we talk about the news, uh, head over to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon, uh, get more Browns content this off season. We do an extra episode each week exclusively for the dog pack members. We do dog pack members of the month. You can get a, a shirt, a poster. Uh, there's just constant Browns discussions being had in the Patreon because it's filled with nothing but the absolute best diehard Browns mm-hmm. fans around the entire world. It's not just like right here. In Ohio, Northeast or, Ohio, absolutely it, not. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. all over the world. Uh, during the season, you know, we have fantasy football leagues. Yeah, uh, it's just a great place if you want to talk Browns anytime, day or night, and you know, if you don't mind supporting the show for five bucks a month. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, anyway, this week the Browns released a statement that they had relieved special teams coordinator Mike Prefer of his duties. Finally, yeah, I, I, I don't want to be like the just beating up on a guy the day after he gets, you know, fired or relieved of his duties or whatever we're calling that now. But I mean, the writing kind of was on the wall, right? At least I feel like if that's the product that we're going to roll out there and we can't do any better than that, we've got a struggling rookie cooker. I know some of it's, you know, on him, but I saw multiple times we did things on special teams this year where I went, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. This is like, I mean, Blake would be sitting here and go, that's stuff that I teach seventh graders. And we're every Sunday I see another incident where I'm like, it's just, we're not prepared. Mm-hmm. We're the little things, the little details, not there. Not important, apparently. No, apparently not. Um, if you don't want to beat up on the guy, though, we did get a voicemail from oh. Brown Tiger. He'll do, he'll do it for you. Oh, okay. I just got the notification. What a day it is to be a Browns fan. <laughs> Mike Prefer is gone as the special teams coordinator. The one other guy I wanted to see leave this offseason is finally gone. Thank goodness. Now we can get somebody that really knows what they're doing in as special teams coordinator. Bye-bye, Mike Prefer. All the best in your uh, future endeavors, but I am glad you're not a part of this Browns team anymore. Can't wait to find out who it is going to be our next special teams coordinator, man. As always, go Browns. Well, go Browns back to you, dog. That's right. Go Browns. How rough is it that we celebrate that? Like A guy getting fired? Yeah, we're like, oh, man, you know, maybe we go to the playoffs next year and now we're like, Hey, we got rid of our special teams coach. Let's do this. Future's looking bright. Let's go. I mean, every fan base has different things to celebrate at different oh, times. All, yeah. um, you know, only one fan base gets to celebrate a Super Bowl every year. And everybody else is like, I don't know what that's like. Get, get these guys out of <laughs> yeah. here who didn't get we're, us to the Super yeah. Bowl. We got we got work to do. We're not, yeah. we're not there yet. I mean, you know, pre for the special teams were a joke. It was, it was atrocious. Super I mean, tough, man. After the Jets game, oh. what happened at the end of the Jets game with the, the what whatever happened on that hands team yeah. onside kick and then the defense letting them score so there, quickly and come back and beat us. Well, there's so many things like I'm usually pretty good of like remembering individual plays from games like that. Yeah. And that I I don't even remember if it was the Jets game, but the one where I want to say it was AJ Green or Ronnie Harrison, I can't remember, but they were out of bounds and grabbed the ball. Oh, like yeah. Like on the outside kick. I can't yes. remember what game that was. Maybe Chargers. It was a home game because I felt like, wow, you know, that was, that was pretty stupid. terrible. But <laughs> I, if anything, you know, if we can take any good things out of that, this guy did lead us to our only playoff win in the last 20, what? I don't, God, I mean, 95. Ever. Yeah. 94. Mm-hmm. I mean, we left in 95. I mean, so if there is any like, hey, man, thank you for this. There it is. Sure. Absolutely. And I've seen that on social. Like, you know, the guy led the Browns the only. Okay. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Cool. But man, man, the special team sucked. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe he should be a head coach because he sure as hell shouldn't be a special teams coordinator because I mean, uh, it it just wasn't there. No. And this, you know, we always say, I mean, NFL is performance based industry. I mean, if you're not performing, what are you doing for me? Yeah. You know, sorry, you're gone. I mean, players (laughs) get cut all the time. We we talk about it. They. Get sent to the practice squad. They get business. cut. They get replaced. Yeah. I mean, it's just just is what it is. And I guess that's another thing too is like when you think about your coaching staff and stuff like that, the goal is to always improve. If right. if if there's a chance that you can improve, whether it's a position, coaching, any of that, 
isn't it their job to improve that? So for me, congratulations, you know, let's do this. Well done. We, th- we thought that was a weakness. Now we're hopefully taking the next step forward on improving yep. that. Yep. Um, anything else you want to talk about with Prefer? Is that pretty much all the news? Oh, the one thing I did want to mention. Okay. Um, the Browns were looking at, you know, possible replacements, and my headphones are cutting out on me for some dumb reason. Okay. I'll unplug too, man. We'll it's just, just go, we'll go mute mode out here. No, you it's know. okay. I can, do I, it. can, I can bear through here. Good um, lip reader. <laughs> where am I at on my show, Doc? I'm so, so sorry, bro. They're interviewing Giants assistant special teams coach Anthony Blevins, but yep. the big one that is going around right now, yeah. they request an interview with Colt special teams coordinator Bubba Ventrone. What did he do before that? Former special team leader for the Browns. Oh, yes. nine to 12, made okay. the Pro Bowl in 2010. I remember Ventrone. I could be wrong. Was he on their coaching staff at some point too, or no? Just the Browns? Yeah. Ooh, that I didn't see. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. I could just be wanting that. <laughs> just Either wanting way. the whole thing. Just he, he was a player on their staff. Now, I, now he's coming back. He is now. I mean, I, well, hopefully. I hope so because I did you read know. that the Colts were the top ranked special teams unit in the league last year. I believe that's what I'm, I read. That, I mean, that's exciting. Hey. And he was the coordinator. So right. if he wants to leave them and come here, come on. Yeah. I, we need that. So that'd be pretty awesome. Another another Cleveland Brown coming back. I like it. I'm fine like with this. Too. Yeah. Even though Mike Prefer was born in Cleveland. But yeah, there you go. get him out of here. Your special team sucked. Yeah. We got another <laughs> Cleveland link. Don't worry about it. I did have something cool um, I'd like to share with you. Okay. If we're at the end. Well, I mean, after, we're very this, close. after this, we're going into Barry. So go ahead. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Edit that up for me, bro. <laughs> so today, um, I had a great surprise. I uh, was able to get enshrinement tickets for Hall of Fame. No They went on sale kidding. today at noon. Yeah. I uh, got a text from my wife, and she said, hey, I wasn't uh, going to tell you, but I just picked two tickets up, so nice. let's go do it. I'm like, very cool. That's exciting, man. Uh, hopefully, there's some Hall of Fame uh, game tickets you know, down the road, too. Sweet. But yeah, so good. Man. go get those tickets, man. We'll all go. All right. It's better yeah. be a family outing. You know? let's we're going to definitely have to do something for the enshrinement, so. I, I plan on doing Thomas. a whole week thing. Yeah. I'm, I might just like sneak some vacation down, you know, keep it off to the side. Bring the dogs in, our dogs. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do this. I love it. All right. Well, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll mm. be right back with Barry Shuck. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Spring is definitely in the air and that can only mean one thing springtime grilling. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to spring into something delicious with their semi-annual sale. With 50% off site-wide, grab all your favorites like perfectly aged, tender steaks, ocean-fresh seafood, juicy burgers, incredible air-chilled chicken, and decadent desserts. Plus, when you go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout, you'll get an additional $30 off your order. It's the perfect way to get fired up and spring into something special don't wait go to omahasteaks.com use code dogs at checkout take advantage of this deal omaha steaks is ready to ship your order right away and you're going to want to hurry because the 50 percent off site wide is only happening for a limited time so don't miss your chance to save on this delicious food visit omahasteaks.com right now use code dogs d-a-w-g-s at checkout get an additional 30 dollars off your order when you shop the semi-annual sale today minimum order may be required all right, so we've got Dogs by Nature staff writer Barry Shuck on the call with us right now. We're going to talk some Senior Bowl stuff, and we're just going to kind of pick Barry's brain about different players at each uh, draft position for the Browns and guys that might be targets for Cleveland. How you doing, Barry? Well, I feel a little on the on the on the loopy side. I've I've been in a dark house for four days, so I'm a little sluggish. 
thought you were going to say you're on a darkness retreat. You sound like Aaron Rodgers there. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I tell you what, though, I had enlightenment, though. You don't pay your power bill. They, they come and turn your power off. <laughs> it's always nice when you find that out the hard way, right? That's true. <laughs> All right. So um, why don't you just give us like a quick, you know, minute or two minute overview of just the senior boy, your experience there, and then we're just going to dive into round two, pick 42 here. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know this, but the Senior Bowl is actually an NFL convention. So when somebody like Sean Payton gets hired with Denver, he starts to put his staff together. He is at the Senior Bowl on Monday, got hired on Senior Bowl Monday. So all these other coaches that don't have jobs show up to Mobile, and then between practices and at night, Sean Payton and other coaches start interviewing other coaches, and a lot of coaching staff get filled at the Senior Bowl because the people are there. And if if a, a staff is fired, a head coach is fired, that means everybody's fired on the team. Then the t- new head coach goes in and says, okay, I want to keep this guy and this guy and everybody else is gone. Well, everybody else that was gone shows up at the Senior Bowl and tries to get a job. But I'd say I think the stats are 45% of the draft uh, played in the Senior Bowl. I think that's remarkable. No, that's very crazy. You're saying 45% of the players that get drafted play through the Senior Bowl? Is that the stat? Mm-hmm. That is yeah, pretty that's, crazy. That's, that, that's what the Senior Bowl says. And for the longest time, half the first round and half the second round played in the Senior Bowl. Now, the top 15 usually get an invite and don't show because uh, take like Joe Flacco. He was projected to be a low third rounder. He played the senior ball, had a great practice week against all these uh, cornerbacks and pass rushers. He was taken late first round by the Baltimore Ravens because of his his week in the senior ball. So players go there to look to elevate their draft status. And usually if a player is top 15, they don't even show. Although Vaughn Miller showed one year, he was projected to be a top 10. He was taken second year uh, overall three years ago. Uh, Justin Herbert showed he was taken an early first round. And, and two years ago, Jalen Hurts was at the Senior Bowl. So there are a lot of big names that, sh- that come through there. Tony Pollard, Dan Marino, Dick Butkus, Joe Namath. The list goes on and on. That's pretty cool. I would have not have guessed that the percentage of the draft was that high, high from yeah. the Senior Bowl. Yeah. but and Barry, crazy question. How many players do they invite, just roughly? I don't know the exact number, but I want to say that each roster is probably about 40-something, and they invite three quarterbacks for each one. They invite one punter, one uh, place kicker, one long snapper for each one. And they keep a, a, a running total of what these stats are. They have a person that tabulates all that so that when they start sending out their invitations – it's a real deal. And when a guy gets an invitation, uh, it's like a celebration. You can go on YouTube and find guys that their coach at a practice, they're practicing to go to a ball game, stops the practice, brings out this letter and says, you know, John Doe, you've been selected to go to the senior bowl and the whole place just erupts. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, very and, cool. And, and both staffs are full NFL coaching staffs. And whereas other, like the NFLPA and the, the East-West Shrine game, those are coached by college coaches, but the Senior Bowl is full staff. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I didn't realize all that about the Senior Bowl. Absolutely so. not. Thanks for, <clears throat> thanks for breaking all that down for us so we can understand it a little better. Um, so you're talking about guys elevating their draft status and everything at the Senior Bowl. So what about some of these names that you've uh, – You've been eyeing here for uh, the Browns' first pick in round two. Yeah, well, you know, this year the Browns don't have a a first-round pick in the Deshaun Watson trade, so Houston's going to enjoy our number 12 pick this year, and we are not. But in round two, they have pick number 43, and there was a lot of good players and a lot of positions that the, the Browns actually need. I think defensive tackle and safety is probably the biggest need, but... Here's something about Jim Schwartz on his defense. He has to have four defensive linemen, and two of them he makes superstars out of. 
but he blitzes very uh, very little. So he's got to have his four defensive linemen take care of the pass rush. So he, he looks for guys that are lean. He looks for guys that are fast, that's got a good first step. And what jumped out to me was a player from Army named uh, Andre Carter. He's six foot seven. Now he's a little bit on the lean side at 265. And when I was interviewing him, he looked just like a basketball player. Tall and lean, muscular, um, but um, I think taking an ace uh, pass rusher would make probably the most sense uh, going into Jim Schwartz's uh, defense. His schemes just rely on the defensive line to be stellar. Now, his his junior year, he had 17 sacks. Jeez. Okay. No, excuse me. He had 14 and a half sacks. He had 17 tackles for loss. He had 14 and a half sacks his junior year. He had 19 sacks in his college career. Now, I understand Army doesn't play in the in the ACC. They don't play in the SEC. They don't play in the Big Ten. So they're not going to play Ohio State and Michigan. They're not going to play Alabama and Army. I looked at their schedule last year, and they played teams like Colgate. They played teams like Air Force and um, Georgia State and Wake Forest. So Maybe 14 and a half sacks is against lesser competition, but uh, I think he's uh, going to be a good player. He, and if we can get, you know, it looks like Jadavian uh, Clowney's not going to come back. Is Alex Wright going to be that other defensive end? Is Isaiah Thomas? Um, are we going to bring in somebody in free agency? If not, we can draft somebody like uh, Andre Carter. Yeah, so I was just doing a little – research on Andre Carter PFF had him ranked as a first round talent which I like that they said play or uh, they they likened him to Max Crosby who I know is also exciting we like yeah Uh, he's a very good player um but like they said like you said Barry lack of muscle mass a little bit concerning uh as far as defending the run um and then they attribute some of that to the training that he also had to do at Army and he couldn't really focus on bodybuilding for football football. year round so Do you think that that's something he can overcome in the NFL? I I tell you what, he's a workaholic. Uh, since he plays for the academy, all he knows is, is hard work. That's true. He knows how to stay focused. He knows to win at all costs, come early and stay late. One of the questions I ask uh, most players is after football, what do you see yourself doing? He says, well, i got to fulfill my Army um, commitment, and I'm going to be a, a, a artillery sergeant, and I can't wait. That's awesome. Wow. Went, Very cool. I went, okay. <laughs> you, you can't wait to go, you know, shoot guns and put guns together and clean guns. And are you going to go shoot somebody? <laughs> and uh, you, you could tell that he would just focus it. Mm-hmm. I had certain questions, you know, what's your favorite, you know, your favorite things to eat or what's your favorite songs or what's on your phone, a song on your phone that you're embarrassed about. The dude was just stone faced. Everything <laughs> was all, sir, you know, everything was yes, sir. No, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, up and down the board. I don't care what it was. and uh, But I think he'd be a great – now, I'd love to see him put on 20 more pounds. Uh, maybe um, Jim Schwartz likes him 265. You know, Miles Garrett really isn't a real heavy guy. You, you, you can't be if you're going to be defensive end. But I do know this about Andre Carter. He doesn't have a first good step coming off the line. He's got a good first two steps. The dude is just out of a gun, and before you know it, he's leaning past that offensive tackle, and if he's not getting the quarterback, he's putting a hand on him, so the hurries are going to go up, the knockdowns are going to go up, the quarterback hits. He may not get the sacks. He only had um, 3.5 sacks his final year, but he had 19 total sacks for his career there, and he's just a beast, and he's just got great speed, and um, high motor. That's one thing I was reading was for being, you know, 6'7", 260 plus, uh, that he moves very smooth, very quick for how big he actually is. Yeah, and he's got nine foot long arms. So he's got that reach. I mean, just if, if this guy were there in the, when we pick in the second round, I would be pretty excited to have him because just because of what you've told us. Yep. Um, the production in college, the fact that, uh, like you say, he's a workaholic. He's no super nonsense. Focused, no nonsense. I yep. need no nonsense he's, right now. He's got those skills to be that pass rusher opposite Miles Garrett. 
Um, and you know, with a, a guy who could be a first, even if he's first or second round talent, like that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and with the NFL today, you can't have four guys on the line on the defensive line and play them all game. You just right. can't. I mean, they're going against guys that are, are 312 pounds, 320, 308. And this guy's 265. So you've got to be able to get players off the field for a blow, let them rest three or four players, come back on. This guy's an every down player. I don't see him going off the field at all. Uh, we've seen in the last couple of years, especially since COVID, Miles Garrett. Yeah. More and mm-hmm. more, we see him standing on the sideline. Yep. Well, we got Isaiah Thomas, we got Alex Wright. Uh, with Miles Garrett, there could be your four at defensive end that you could rotate in, and uh, this guy would compete for a a starting spot year uh, year one. Okay, I like that idea. Kind of now that I'm thinking about it, maybe having Alex Wright kind of start out leading the the charge on that side of the ball, and then just letting you know Carter get his feet wet, you know, understand the game at the NFL level, and then like you said, Barry transition, tra- yeah, transition right into that starting role. That'd be that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. And he, he's just got a motor, and he just all he does is work. He just a, he's a very serious guy, and he just seems like he's focused. All right, well, let's. Um, you've got a couple other names uh, for options at this pick. I just wanted to go through a couple of them, but let's just compare uh, edge rusher Andre Carter to the other edge rusher you you listed here, Derek Hall, the edge rusher out of Auburn. That guy is a beefier player. Uh-huh. He's got he's got real good stats. He is more of a pass rusher than he is a run stopper. Um, very articulate in his his wording. He's he's a very nice kid. Um, he's got good size to him, and he had a phenomenal week. Now I've got him listed at about where the Browns pick, but before he came to the Senior Bowl, he was listed as a low third round pick. That's what PFF had him. Yep. He was phenomenal. Um, what they do at the Senior Bowl is at some point they have what's called one-on-ones, and that's where you'll take three offensive linemen, the center and a guard and a tackle on one side, and then you'll have a defensive player in front of them. But the defensive player is only going against one offensive player, and they know which one that is. They leave the other two on the field because that's what happens in a game. Uh, because there's obstructions there. And as soon as the ball is snapped, I would say nine out of ten guys he beat. Uh, and this is offensive linemen that are handpicked to show up to the senior bowl who are going to be the first, uh, late first-round picks, uh, second-round picks, third-round picks. So they've got an extreme amount of talent there. And um, he was just beating everybody. Okay. That's – that sounds pretty good, too. Um, speaking of those offensive linemen, I've got a wide receiver and a tight end I want to ask you about, but let's just flip to the offensive side of the ball and tell us a little bit about offensive tackle Dewan Jones. Wow. I tell you what, that's a mountain of a man. <laughs> he, he, only, he only showed up for the first day, and then uh, the next day was Wednesday, the first practice on Tuesday. The next day, he didn't show up to the media event, and then he wasn't at practice the rest of the week. I don't know what happened to him. He's six foot seven. Whoa. I think he's three three hundred and fifty two pounds. Jeez. Um, I think my opinion is I think the senior bowl just didn't want to feed him the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Running the bill up. Now I do feel uh, I gotta I gotta say real quick I am a little bit embarrassed here. This is a name I don't know. He's an Ohio State Buckeye. <laughs> Yeah, he plays for Ohio State. He yep. plays offensive tackle. I think he played the left side, but he you is You know what? Just, now that we're talking about him, now, I, of course, I, I, mm-hmm. obviously watching all the games, now I can picture him. Um, I just didn't mm-hmm. make the connection until just now. He is just huge. He's absolutely huge. I When he shook my hand, I have not had a hand that big since DeBrickishaw De Ferguson played for the Jets back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, his hand just engulfed me. I think his official uh, size listed is 6'8", 360. Now, he's probably going to be a second rounder. He Going to, into the senior bowl, he was listed as a third rounder. But that one practice he showed up, obviously nobody got around him. Obviously nobody got around him. Now, in a game situation where you got stunts, 
and where you got people that are going opposite directions that you think they're going to go as an offensive tackle uh, is one thing. But in a practice when you're going one-on-one, it's just you and that guy, and he's either going to go right, left, or through you, and nobody could do that. All these other defensive ends that ha- were great against offensive uh, linemen that were at the senior bowl, they were not good against this guy. Nobody got it around. And he's a lot quicker than I thought he was going to be. He, um, he's got a, a, a pretty good first step on his own. He's got long reach. He's just a heavy, heavy guy. So you're not going to bull rush him. So you got to try to get around him. And all he would do is he would just push out, push out, push out. And before you know it, he was the, the defensive lineman was deeper than the quarterback. And that's all he had to do. All he had to do was get this guy not to do any kind of swim moves or any kind of twist, just push him beyond the quarterback, and that was good enough. I, I'm just kind of reading some PFF here, and it says they're, they're saying if you've got a mobile quarterback, <clears throat> Deshaun Watson, this is the guy that you want at right tackle. Um, said you're Like you just said, Barry, you're not going to be able to just go through him, and it says chances are that he's going to be touching you before you're touching him. So Absolutely. everything you're Absolutely. saying, right, I mean, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, and everybody on that first practice was just in awe of him. It was just that was the talk of the first day of practice on, on the North practice or whatever they're called now. Everybody talked about Dewan Jones and just standing next to him. You know, it's like being on the first row at the movie theater where you have to crane your neck and look straight up. <laughs> he, he, he's, just a, he's just a mountain. Now, he played for Ohio State, so that believe, makes me believe that he can be able to stay in a game for four quarters. Because if you're in the, the Big Ten, you're playing Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan State, and Michigan, and, um, you know, you're playing Northwestern. You're playing against a lot of big competition, tough competition. So it's not like he's playing Morgan State and dominating these guys. So when a guy gets that big, you have to wonder, is he going to last four quarters? And if he came from the Big Ten, the answer to that, I would assume, is yeah. I I mean, we, we've talked about, we've got some problems at tackle. A lot of uncertainty. A lot of uncertainty and not a whole lot of depth. How's the motor? Just just from what you saw, buddy. How do you feel about the motor? Yeah, is he taking plays off? Um. Well, all, all we saw was one-on-ones in that one practice. He didn't oh, play true. in the game. I, I didn't see him the rest of the week. So when he was just in one-on-ones, but um, I, I don't know how he would go all game. Now, he's a big guy, but he's a lot more agile than I would have thought. I've seen a lot of big guys like that that just couldn't uh, – Or I, I've never met Orlando Pace, but I've seen him play. Or, uh, Tony Nunez. Those were huge, huge guys, but they had a good first step, and they know once they put their hands on you, you're not going anywhere unless they allow that to happen. And most of the time, they just kind of force you to go way back in the backfield so that you're out of play on a passing down. Run game, that's completely different. They're firing off the ball. They engage you. You know, you just, you're just there. You're just there for the ride. And, um, but he uh, he just looks like he's going to be a second-round pick. I'd love to see him show there. I, I am not a big fan of Jedrick Wills. Um, I like Jack Conklin. Um, if he can stay healthy, if Jedrick Wills can stay healthy, I think we need to bring in a good, serviceable, experienced uh, tackle this year because is that going to be Chris Hubbard? Are they going to sign him? Is that going to be James Hudson? He's played a lot, but, you know, we found out when Conklin and Wills both went down that we were in, in big trouble. If we can get somebody that we can take, say, in the second round and groom him for a year and then just have him slide right in um, his second year, and um, I think this this could be that guy. So you're telling me just pick up that fifth year on Wills just as a, you know, a mentoring relationship for this guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I think they did that out of protection so that they could, um, you know, get him another year. And uh, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of him. He, his his pass blocking is, is pretty good. His run blocking, he just doesn't seem to stay engaged long enough for me. 
and he's got all that size and all that girth. And I just don't understand that. That's why we were um, asking you about, uh, Jones's motor because we, we've felt for a long time that Wills just doesn't have a high running motor. He just seems to kind of take plays off or stop partway through a player. If he gets beat, he just kind of shrugs it off, says, Oh, well, and doesn't even try to make it up any ground. Yeah. 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 And I've, I do, I, I cover the game, all the Browns game and do a column after it called brownies and frownies. And I, I have the NFL uh, Sunday ticket this year. So I'm able to stop, rewind it, fast forward it, slow-mo frame by frame as the game is being live. Then I catch up. I have seen, I don't know how many plays wills would lose his man. His man would do a swim move or a twist and get into the play. And Wills is just standing there watching, he, watching the play. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just standing there watching the play. And it just went on and on and in and, and several different games. And it's just, uh, I just think we need to bring somebody in and start, start grooming them for that. And, um, you know, it's like having a backup girlfriend, I guess. <laughs> okay. Just in case. <laughs> this one's taking too many plays off. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's very true. That's very true. And a lot of it has to do with stamina. Yeah. And I understand that for a big guy. Anybody that's over 300 pounds has got to get tired. And, you know, it's not like you're playing receiver or safety or cornerback where you can touch a guy on a play. Offensive and defensive line, you're engaging somebody every single play all game. Right. So come the, come the fourth quarter, your legs feel like noodles. They absolutely do. And if the guy in front of you is pretty much – not dominated you, but taking care of you, and is you're struggling against him all game. That fourth quarter is even worse. Yeah. All right. Well, let's um, let's talk about a couple of skill position players um, at this pick potentially. So, tell us about tight end Luke Musgrave. This was a huge guy. Uh, I think he's six foot seven, two fifty maybe. I want to say. Um, I was in awe of him. He caught everything that came to him. Uh, he's got long arms. Now, the problem with him is that he didn't have any knowledgeable stats last year. He only played in two games. He had 169 yards in two games and averaged almost 16 yards a catch. The reason is he had a knee injury. In the third game, he injured his knee uh, trying to make a block. It's it kind of reminds me of what happened to Odell Beckham against the Bengals mm. when he had his first knee surgery. And um, so, but at the Senior Bowl, that was one of the first questions. How is your knee? I've got 100% green light from the doctors. I'm here to compete. So all you've got is tape on him really as a junior and as a sophomore, which even then he's got uh, 304 yards as a, as a junior and only had one touchdown, so you don't really see much tape on him and what he can do. Excellent blocker, stays engaged, stays engaged, stays engaged, uh, knows how to move his man. But I see him as not like a Rob Gronkowski. I see him more as the Jimmy Graham, the year that he was with Drew Brees in the Saints where he like caught everything and, and scored all those touchdowns and had all the – he may not have a bunch of yards, but once you get inside the 25, that's where a guy that's almost six foot seven, he's listed at six six, but he's really six six and three quarters. He's closer to six seven, and he's just got real long wingspan that he can just reach up there. Um, nice guy, nice kid, uh, very respectful. He's very knowledgeable about what he's supposed to be doing out there. Great blocker. I think if the the Browns grabbed him in round two, I think that that would just put our offense just way over the top. I'm not sure how Harrison Bryant is going to be um, on this team going forward. Um, they've had some other guys that they've brought in to be tight end three that have just shuffled in and shuffled out. Pharaoh Brown is probably the best blocker on the team, but he can't. he's not a very good pass catcher. You're not going to throw him many balls. Uh, David Nagotu, uh, they pay him like they they pay uh, Travis Kelsey. He's only like three hundred thousand a year different, but you know Kelsey's going to all these Pro Bowls, whereas our guy is not. This guy is a beast. He is an absolute beast. Yeah, I was reading up on uh, Musgrave, and uh, <clears throat> PFF said 
first or second round talent, which that's great for a tight end, said that he still isn't a complete pass catcher, but he's got the top speed to beat linebackers, the big size to overpower DBs is what you're saying. And he said he's like a deep threat wide receiver down the field because he's so fast. Is it true that he broke 20 miles per hour at the Senior Bowl? He did. They That was a new feature that they had this year. They they didn't do 40 times. They did miles per hour, and he was the highest. He was the fastest of all the tight ends at the Senior Bowl. I kind of like that miles like, per hour thing instead of the 40 because I feel like the 40 just doesn't translate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, back in the day, everybody used to be timed in the 40, and Paul Brown timed everybody. I mean, they used to time everybody in the 100. Everybody had, I remember when I was, uh, ran a 100 yard dash. Paul Brown changed that to the 40 yard dash. He said, because nobody in the game is going to run 100 yards on one run, right. but you can run 40 yards. That's where the 40 came from. Hmm. But he was just. He had long stride. Now, his route running is not going to fool anybody. Yeah, that's what I was reading. He does, yeah, he, he he rounds off his routes. If he's going to, you know, whatever, he's going to go straight, and then he rounds off into the flat, you can follow him there. But you think about it. If he's got a 6-2 linebacker on him, which is probably going to cover the tight end, or you got a safety covering him, which if, if they're 6-2, that's a big safety. And he's almost six foot seven, and then he's he's long and lanky, got long legs, long arms. That makes him about I don't know nine ten feet up in the air. And if you just kind of do a little alley oop up there and don't have to, you know, throw a dart, or throw a bullet to him, he's the only one that's going to be at the catch point. Nobody's going to even be close to that. Yes. And if you know if he gets tackled on the spot, I don't know what his yards after contact are. But if he's tackled on the spot, so what? It's like giving Jamar Chase eight, nine, ten yards every pass play, and he's getting seven for each reception. So what? Seven plus seven plus seven plus seven marches you down the field, and that's what Luke Musgrave can do for the Browns. Yeah, as soon as you said Jimmy Graham, that I mean, immediately that's that's what pictured in my mind. Barry, like with the lack of film, and then you know the knee injury. Is this a guy that maybe could slide? maybe even out of the second round, or is it just too much upside? He's got to go first or second. If he did not go to the senior bowl, yes, he would have been there in the fourth round. Now okay. He put on a show, though. He put on a show, okay. and everybody's – I remember sitting in the stands with some Canadian Football League coaches, and they were talking about this, this kid from Purdue. His last name is Payne. And, um, I mean, Payne Durham from Purdue – and then everybody said, yeah, but what about that guy from Oregon State? And that's all anybody talked about as far as the tight end position. He's just, when you look at him, he's just so imposing. He's not, I mean, he's almost as tall as uh, Dewan Jones, but not with the girth and, the, and all the meat and, the, you know, and all the cheeseburger wrappers in the backseat. <laughs> um, but he's long and lanky, and he's just got long arms. And he, he catches the ball pretty nice. He's got real soft hands, but his route running, I don't know if somebody can teach him how to head bob or shoulder bob or hip bob um, to make somebody think he's going to go in when he's really going out. But his route running is just very vanilla. But you put him in this offense, and that's just that's just another target for, for this Browns offense. I mean, I like that. Let's talk about another uh, potential target here. I, I thought this was interesting. You've got wide receiver Rasheed Rice listed here. Tell us about him. Yeah, well, he's he's not a big-bodied guy um, like some of these others are. And um, he's got real good speed. And he's an excellent route runner. Um, I was surprised that he was not more talked about than he was. He had a good uh, game when the game came along on Saturday. Um, but he's got a, a full route tree. He's from SMU. And he started all 12 games, so he's very durable. And he led the FBS in receiving yards per game. He gained almost 113 yards a game. He had 1,355 receiving yards and eight touchdowns this year got great speed i don't know what his 40 time is um but his route running really impressed me he um he's he's got a lot of uh, he's 
a little bit taller than most receivers at six foot two. Um, but he he caught just about everything that came to him. He um, he knows how to get open. He knows how to uh, how to shift. Uh, he was a AP All American second team, and um, he was in a Blitnikoff Award semifinalist. So that means if they're considering him to be one of the best receivers in the game, um, they nominated for him, and he placed in that. But he had a really good really good speed and had good hands. Um, so I, you know, I was reading up on Rasheed Rice and everything, and they were saying, you know, he's one of the most NFL ready wide receivers in the draft, you know, high floor, great route running, good separation, not exactly a consistent downfield threat with the, the long speed. Um, but then I was kind of looking at what they were saying about him, looking at his size. And I was just kind of thinking this to me, it kind of sounded a lot like David Bell from last year. Am I, am I wrong in that? No, you're exactly right. Okay. And, you know, da- David Bell was had accolades going in and out and down the street. Right. Um, yep. y- you know, he was just huge with accolades. And, you know, I don't understand why you bring a guy in like that and just don't hardly throw to him. Well, um, that's the thing. Like, David Bell last year seemed like when he got his opportunities, at least later on in the season, uh-huh. maybe early on, you know, he had those rookie hiccups, but – it seemed like he would come down with the catch. Yeah. You know, I just don't – I'm with you I don't know why he didn't get a lot of run, especially when we knew the season was out of reach. Yeah, yeah. I would see some stats where he had three targets, two catches, 12 yards, and that's it. Yeah. And that would yeah. be for the entire game. Yeah, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to us either. So, but, you know, we got to have a, a wide receiver three. We know that, that DPJ is going to be a wide receiver two. Amari is our, is our uh, pro bowler. We, we need a wide receiver three. And then who's going to come in as wide receiver four? Is that going to be Demetri Felton? Is that going to be Anthony Schwartz? Is that going to be Michael Woods? Um, maybe some of these guys. We've got a slew of wide receivers that are on the, on the practice squad. I think there was like four or five either on IR or the practice squad. Um, there's four or five of them that are young, just young guys. Um, but we're looking for a wide receiver three. I think people are expecting David Bell to become that. I think before this season, everybody was expecting Anthony Schwartz to be that guy because of his speed. But it doesn't do any good to go fast down the field when you can't catch the ball first. Right. <laughs> we, we've got our beef with Anthony <sighs> Schwartz for sure. I know Josh yeah. is big on uh, Isaiah Weston too. Is that that's his name, right? Isaiah Weston. Yeah, yeah. we liked Isaiah him when we Weston. saw him in training camp. We thought he, you know, we. I was with him. I backed him on that. I'm like, that's I like that. Uh, you know, that take. That's a solid yeah. one. And then yeah. just, that was it. He, he got hurt, and that kind <laughs> of um, took away his rookie season. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow on on Dogs by Nature, we're doing a series called Stay or Go, where we take a player, and then we have two writers decide debate whether they should the that player should stay and why and another player uh, another writer says that, that player should go and why and so our stay or go tomorrow on dogsbynature.com is anthony schwartz and then which side did you get <laughs> i i was not one of the two writers i'm the one okay that okay the i was gonna say yeah. i feel like yeah. that's like a rock paper scissors for the Easier side on yeah. that one, but you know, yeah. So you can read that tomorrow, and and both of them make make good points, and okay. and really the one that said stay, he, he made a point that I just went, oh yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, Anthony Schwartz, you know, uh, definitely not our favorite player. You know, I've I can't believe how many drops he has. Yeah, it's and I don't awful. I don't know. If, I don't know if he just needs to take those gloves off. You know, those gloves got stick them on them. <laughs> I, I think mean, that there's you, just there are some guys that just they they're just not cut out for the NFL. Uh, the game's bigger than I think, them. I think he's fast, obviously, yeah. but I don't think he's, he's got the physicality fast. and the the toughness. And to, I think it's like a mental thing now. Like yeah. it kind of got into his head, and then even though there was encouragement from you know other players on this you know on our roster and coaching and stuff like that, I think. Yeah. You know, you could there's tell. A word. Go ahead, Barry. There's Sorry. a word for that. There's a word for that. It's called the yips. Yeah, yeah. the yips. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think he's got, and I think they thought that he was going to come in and, and return punts or return kicks, no. but his frame nope. is kind of small. Yep. 
Yeah, I think maybe if he got hit one good time, and he says, "Oh, coach, I don't feel good." Or yeah, I think he know. plays scared. I really do. Um, it's not. Hey, one thing you one thing you cannot do if you play football is play scared. No. You cannot be scared of anything at any time. You've got to overcome that. You've got to play with nicks and, and bumps and bruises. Uh, I played with Bruce, Bruce Ribs one game, and um, it's just what you do. You just kind of you know rub dirt on it and stick it back in and put tape on it and that's just the way it is but yeah, everybody later. yeah every I mean Jedrick Wills uh I think last year or the year before had an ankle injury and he played most of the season with it look at um look what happened in the Super Bowl with uh, with Patrick, Mahomes and yeah. his uh, yeah upper uh upper ankle sprain upper ankle sprain is no joke it, it is no joke. You can barely walk off that thing. He played in two games, a mm-hmm. game and a half with a high ankle sprain and won a championship. Yep. Yeah, they say that's almost like a fracture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know when, when he went down in the second quarter, I was like, well, that's it. Like, yeah, that's, that, so that, that, that's it. This this thing this thing's over right here. Yep. yep. Well, and we've seen, we've seen that before. It happened to San Francisco, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right, so we're going to stop the Barry interview right here because we've got a few more rounds to talk about. So we're actually going to roll this over into another episode. Correct. Um, So check that out. And everything from this episode was awesome. And uh, yeah, you know, we'll Mm -hmm. we'll be there with you on that one. Go to jointhedogs.com, become a dog pack member because we're still going to do an after hours after this. Yes. This episode has been recorded in a really weird way. So the editing is going to be fun. But yeah, glad you guys are sticking around. Check out the next episode. Barry continues (laughs) on that one. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.